Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 117. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Plane, how would what kind even... of transmission is it? could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we have some exciting news to share with you. Now, um, the folks who are subscribed to the gspn.tv feed for the Lost Podcast got a special episode put in. It was a episode. It's actually episode 116, but it is an identical, exact duplicate of my crazy life episode number 151 where i asked them for their okay. prayers right. to 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 be with us and 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 a, and a huge life altering changing decision that was made i did not put it into the lost feed or the lost podcast network because uh it was not lost related it was just cliff and stephanie and podcast related and so um, those of you who are listening only be- to the uh, lost podcast network feed just so you know, there was another episode, and uh, it may come as a shock to you to learn that I have recently made the decision to go into podcasting and new media uh, and con- slash consulting slash tech- technology consultant work uh, full-time, effective January 1st, 2008. If you can hold out that long. If I can hold out that long. And uh, I'm leaving a career in insurance after 11 years, and... Uh, in, in such that it was a family-run insurance agency that's been in the family since 1960. So, big, huge decision. Uh, started a new prod- podcast where I'll be uh, talking and chronicling the uh, day-by-day, step-by-step things that I'm going through through this process. And that's in a podcast that I just recorded the very first introduction to called Pursuing Your Passion, a podcast devoted to doing what you love for a living. Anyway, um, but we're not here to talk about all of that. I just I just wanted to share that with folks so they knew what was going on. A lot of people who did get that episode probably wondering, hey, Cliff, what what's the outcome? Mm-hmm. The outcome is everything is all good. Episode number 152 of My Crazy Life is out there or Pursuing Your Passion. Episode number one is out there. Definitely check out one of those. So very exciting. That means that this is no longer a hobby. Effective immediately. This is right. no longer a hobby. And if you go to gspn.tv, do you know what you're going to see? A lot of scheduled weekly, we know exactly what day and time we're going to record the podcast episodes all out there. And uh, a a majority of what we'll be doing is going to be live and interactive. You can participate with us and we encourage you to do so at talkshoe.com. There's links to all the shows on the main page. And uh, we're currently recording this in front of a live audience on Sunday evening. And we had been talking about the fact that when we go back to Lost uh, on, a, on our live shows, that we would be doing those on Sunday evenings. Uh, my good friend Michaela, it is 12.10 in the afternoon Monday morning for her right now. And <laughs> she is not the Do only... Do you know what you just said? What? You said it's 12.10. In the afternoon, in the morning for her. Oh. So it, which one is it? The morning or afternoon? It is the afternoon. 12.10 in the afternoon. I'm so sorry, Stephanie. That's okay. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, uh, she is not the only Australian listener. I know Steve right. Jameson and and a bunch of other, other Australian friends, Mark Grace, all the other folks from Down Under. Uh, we, we love having you participate in our shows. And so... Uh, as a result of their request and several other folks that said, hey, that time, that late on a Sunday evening, no can do. I'm barely holding it on here. (laughs) (laughs) So, in in Lost Podcasting News, we are now back to, number one, the weekly Lost Podcast is back to weekly. We're going to be here every single week. Uh, And the exciting news is that uh, I'm pulling it up now. The Weekly Lost Podcast will be every Friday evening at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So, very awesome stuff. I am so pumped up about this. 
and uh, I'll be I'll be glad to have the full participation. And the live audiences are going to be so huge uh, going forward because it's going to be an ongoing thing. The other good thing about this is that when I'm going to be able to do once I actually uh, get out of my other job and I have time to really devote to this our largest show. This is Lost Podcast is our definitely our largest show. I'll be able to devote a whole lot more time to prep preparing that show. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so uh, just uh, thank you for all the encouraging emails and thoughts and uh, prayers for our family as we go through this process. And uh, we have one bit of lost in the news that I want to share with you. Lost in the news. All right, Stephanie, I didn't share. I think I shared this with you just brief, briefly. I just read it myself, too. And I have been listening to the Jay and Jack Ramble cast. I got a little behind on them, uh, but I, I just listened to the most recent Jay and Jack Ramble cast, only to find out that they actually spent a two, had a two hour conversation with Jorge Garcia. Mm-hmm. And the first hour of that conversation is already in their feed. Uh, just look for the Jay and Jack uh, Ramble cast. If you do a Google search, um, we might even, uh, if I remember, we might link to it from our uh, website. But it is uh, it is very good. I listened to the whole part that they put out. It's like an hour and ten minutes long. And they talk just about anything and everything. They, they got some good lost information in there. Uh, but uh, they also just you know just shooting the bull, I guess if you want to call it that. Uh, but it, that was kind of neat. I know Jorge Garcia is really good in the community, and uh, you know who knows maybe now that I'm pursuing this thing. Uh, th- now this isn't the Lost Podcast. Obviously, isn't my full time career. It's gonna be it's gonna be um, consulting work and stuff like that. But now that this is a part of that. You know, maybe I'll make some phone calls to some PR people, and I know that I can get a hold of Jorge through the fuselage, and and uh, you know, th- this could take this podcast in a whole new direction. Um, but just uh, be a, be tuned in for for future changes that might come this way. So, Stephanie, we're gonna do a little. Um, what do we call that when we look at folks? Character analysis. Lost character analysis. Lost character analysis. Bumper really loud. Or when I'm texting, I like to call it CA. And Cliff texts me back and he's like, what C? Oh, no, he called me. He's like, (laughs) what CA? I'm like, "Um, hello. (laughs) Only because we were talking about the Lost podcast. And I thought that it should have been obvious to you that. CA was character analysis. It, I was trying to think of the context, and I'm like, huh? CA? What is she talking about, CA? And uh, and it was like, CA question mark? Like, you know, is the yeah. episode going to be character analysis? I'm like, huh? CA? Anyway, it is character analysis. And this should be an interesting uh, little uh, character analysis mm-hmm. as we go through and uh, give full credit for everything we're going to share with you uh, to Lost Wikipedia.com, which is the online source for anything and everything you ever wanted to know about Lost. Mm-hmm. Lostpedia.com. Anyway, we're going to be talking about Stephanie's favorite character of all times. You want to tell us who we're talking about there, I'm Steph? not. I'm not. You're not what? I'm not. You're not what? I'm not going to say it. You're not going to say it or you're not going to talk about him? I'm not going to talk about him. I'll read what Lostpedia has, but I will not speak about him. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're going to be talking about Michael. I will not share my opinions. Dawson. Michael Stephanie doesn't like the character Dawson. And uh, I encourage anybody in the chat room uh, to go ahead and uh, dial in if you want to participate. Uh, feel free uh-huh. to... Oh, did you like that? Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to uh, request a talk at any time and interrupt and... Uh, all that good stuff. So let's talk about my. Uh, okay, let's read about Michael there. Steph, okay, as I interject some thoughts. Okay, here and there. All right. So Michael Dawson uh, is one of the middle section survivors of Oceanic Flight Eight Fifteen. He had. Uh, let's see here. He had parental issues with his son Walt. 
But the two had bonded with their, let's see, with their time on the island. Michael shot dead Anna Lulu and Libby. I actually said Anna Lulu. It actually says Anna Lucia. In order to release Ben from captivity and ultimately cause the capture of Jack, Sawyer, Kate, or, and Kate. And uh, let's see here. When he made a deal with the others, uh, his whereabouts is currently unknown after he left the island with his son, Walt, on a motorboat. <coughs> wow. Me. Sorry. All right. So anyway, let's look and read about Michael's life before the <coughs> island. And uh, Stephanie, are you going to be okay to do that? I don't know. Hold on. Would you like a drink of this water? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, here we go. I'm going to cover here for Stephanie while she is taking a drink of water and and uh, wetting her throat. <laughs> so uh, I know that helps out for me, and uh, I'm sure it will help out for her. I hope so. There we go. Before the island. Before crashing on the island, Michael Dawson was a construction worker and aspiring sketch artist. He lived with his girlfriend, Susan, herself an aspiring lawyer. And the happy couple were soon expecting a new arrival in their lives. Named after Michael's father, uh, Walter Dawson, Walt was born to them on August 24th. However, not long after, Susan and Michael's relationship broke down, and when she was offered an impressive job, <clears throat> job prospect overseas, Susan took Walt with her, leaving Michael without any access to the child. All right, and then fighting <coughs> fighting to see his son again, Michael was abashed by his lack of legal rights as uh, at the time he had little income and could by no means challenge the standard of life Susan was providing for her son. Uh, after one, let's see. Okay, sorry about that. After their son, or for their son. After one heated phone call from a payphone, Michael walked into the street without looking and was hit by a car, and that was in the episode special. And then uh, in the hospital, Michael drew Walt a cartoon-designed card. Uh, it, let's see here. A tradition he had apparently kept for many years. While recovering, Michael was visited by Susan, who told him she had paid for all, the, all his medical bills. Michael challenged her motives and she admitted that she wanted him to sign a all custody for Walt over to her, as well as allow Brian Porter, her new husband, uh, legal parental rights over their son. Michael challenged this idea wholeheartedly and initiated arbitration over Walt's custody. Again, that was found in the episode special. Stephanie? <clears throat> During a legal meeting, Susan's lawyer told Michael that for someone who wants his son so bad, you don't seem to know him very well. This idea would later echo Michael's relationship with his son as he was never around as Walt grew up. He then fought for his right to be Walt's legal guardian as he was his biological dad. He later met his son in New York where he gave him a stuffed polar bear. He ultimately accepted the fact that Walt would have a better life with Susan and Brian and said his goodbyes. And that was in Adrift. Losing custody, Michael remained in America, but was contacted by Brian Porter, uh, who told him that Susan had died from a rare blood disorder. Brian insisted that Michael have custody of Walt back, and while Michael thought that this was due to him not caring about his son, Brian implied that Walt was different and strange. In Australia, Michael was reunited with Walt, telling him that he would now be taking care of him. Walt asked about Brian's dog, Vincent, and Michael told him Brian had said he could keep him. All right. Together, they boarded Oceanic Flight 815. With Michael unsure if he could handle having a son in son in life... Uh, that's, that sounds odd. Together, they boarded Oceanic Flight 815, with Michael unsure he could handle having a son in his life. Okay, it doesn't say his. Okay, so that makes sense. It should say in his life. Anyway, before he boarded the plane, he called his mom, expressed his insecurity, and asked her to take care of Walt. Her ultimate answer was irrelevant, uh, for the plane crashed, making it impossible for her to watch Walt. Now, Stephanie, I want to say that this has been the topic of 
bittersweet. Well, okay, not sweet. Bitter debate between you and I regarding Michael and his abilities and his talent and his, um, his, his desire or whatever to be a parent to be, and, and also his relevance of whether or not he should have the authority to, um. To kind of tell his son who he should or shouldn't hang around and and stuff like that. And your argument early on was that Michael didn't care. Michael didn't want Walt. Uh, He had never been there. And he, you know, is trying to pawn his son off on somebody else. I, you were right about that. And I was wrong that I had forgotten about the fact that he was pawning his son off. But the fact remains that when on the island, his, his... Michael was responsible for him. You're not going to comment on any of this, are you? <laughs> this is going to be a one-sided conversation. Uh, so basically, um, I had commented that I believe that as as Michael was responsible for Walt, it was his responsibility as a father to to look after his son and to make sure that he wasn't hanging around with freaks with oranges in their mouth. And, you know, and you had said, you know, that you had argued, we had a debate whether or not you would actually even consider Michael to be his father. And that was that was a pretty wild debate. And, and it was back in the archives. So you want to add nothing to that debate at all. OK, guardian, maybe. OK, father, no. <laughs> dad no okay i'd say he's his father before i'd say he's his dad so what about sperm donor works for me <laughs> okay that's how much she lo- why do you hate michael so bad i, I mean, don't know other than the fact that he shot libby I other mean, than the fact that he he <clears throat> lied he betrayed his he lies he betrays he deceives he kills he signs away rights to his son in the first place I'm going to have to say, though, the signing the rights away of his son, he had had seemingly, in his mind, nothing to offer. Now, being there as a father, in my opinion, is something to offer, no matter what, what, how little that actually is. You know, um, what was that in Pursuit of Happiness? Is that the will... um, Will Smith uh-huh. movie. The Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, there there's the situation where the guy had nothing, but he still had a son in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll agree with Fought you there. Fought for the kid. Fought for him as well. So, I mean, if anything, uh, I will say mm-hmm. that, that you're right on in that. But in Michael's mind, as as he he was dealing at the bottom of the barrel, he did not have that same character that said, mm. you know, I'm going to fight for my son no matter what. Yeah. And and I agree Maybe with that's you. it. It's his character. Okay. I mean, isn't that what all that falls under? I think so. Lying and cheating and stealing and deceiving and killing. Lying and cheating and stealing. Oh, my. <clears throat> Doesn't that all fall under character? I think it does. So, and I mean, so, it's, ca- if he had... Now you're I, talking. I, I, I'm I just kidding. Well, you pulled it out of me. You asked. All right, babe. Let it all out. Had he fought... For Walt and lost, yes, it would be different than just giving up and walking away. Right, that's where my issue lies: giving up and walking away, and coming back, whether reluctantly or not. You know, you know. Well, let me ask you this, okay? Because the thing is, if Brian had never called, he would have never walked back into Walt's life. That's true. I would agree with you there. Ever, he would have never made an effort, no matter where life took him. Because that's the kind of person he is. I could put a couple descriptive words in there, but I'll just leave it at that's the kind of person he is. Okay. I'm I'm willing to... The only thing I can say in Michael's defense is that, you know, while it, if, if, if I was in Michael's shoes and looking at the scenario that we were presented before the island, uh, when Walt was a little boy, here he is with nothing. He, the, our, our, my son's mother is an aspiring lawyer has this offer to give him a life that I'm not going to be able to give him 
and the the decision to fight for him is not a decision is a decision of okay do i fight for him to get to keep him in my life which ultimately if i win takes him out of his mother's life that is a huge decision and i i would say that it would take some character to kind of make that decision the only thing is is though then in in your defense of michael uh, being a man of not such great character, I would have to say that then it puts the ball back in Susan's court. You know, what kind of mom says, "Hey, I'm okay. You won. I'm still out of here." So I would agree. I would agree. I think. I guess any way it comes down to it, you're right that his character is pretty pretty bad. Because if he would have fought and lost, well, at least he fought. And if he would have fought and won. Susan would have been Susan would be the one we would hate for leaving the country and leaving. If the she's behind. not a main character on the show, I have my own opinions of her. But she's dead, so <laughs> I'll leave her alone. All right, but uh, I still believe I still believe that on the island, Michael is Walt's father. No, and... he's his guardian. Okay. All right. So on the island. <laughs> And we're going to specifically look at seasons, season one, days one through 44. Start us off there, babe. Season three was the best. Okay. Because he wasn't in it. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. After the crash of Flight 815, the new relationship between Michael and his son was tested. Walt had only really known Michael for a matter of weeks and did not yet respect him. Or, for that matter, consider him his father. Much of Michael's time would be dictated by trying to build a connection with his child. Early on during his time on the island, Michael was particularly in conflict with Jen, who became jealous of his friendship with Son. And um, Michael was the first one to learn that her secret that she could speak English. The two men also fought when Jen found Michael wearing the Rolex Jen had been entrusted with by his father-in-law. Michael also became jealous, um, but in his case, of the bond Walt formed with Locke. So much so that he accused John of having improper motives in befriending his son. However, it seemed that Michael simply wanted Walt to engage with him on the same level as he did with other survivors. And after he saved Walt from an attacking polar bear, he showed him the drawings he had made for him every year. And the relation seemed to grow. Okay, so wait a second. I, I just, that, hello, you were saying that if Brian would have never initiated that contact that that or came back and brought Michael back that that uh he would have never initiated the the desire to go and be a part of Walt's life. What do you have to say about the fact that you're you know he's sending card after card after card after card. From who? Uncle Michael? No. He he's... How did he address those cards? What do you mean, how did he address them? Did he sign them love dad? Because he can't sign them love dad because he signed away his parental rights. <laughs> if you sign away your parental rights, I get remarried and my new husband adopts your children. They are no longer your children. They are legally by law his children, <laughs> which in this case, Walt was Brian's child. <laughs> All righty. Uh, where are we at here? Shall I go on? Yeah, go please. So much was Michael's will to take Walt away from the island that he began to build a raft. After his first construction was burnt down by Walt, Michael gained the help of an unlikely ally, Jen, to aid him in his new decision. Okay. Oh, my favorite character. Dr. Arnst informed Michael that monsoon season was approaching and they needed to launch the raft soon. Suddenly, Michael fell ill. It was later revealed that Sun tried to make Jen ill by contaminating his water bottle, but Michael accidentally drank from the bottle. Michael recovered quickly and continued to build the raft. The two became strong friends and managed to build a sturdy boat able to carry up to four people. 
with the boat complete, Michael, Jen, Sawyer, and Walt cast off in search of rescue. However, they were interceded by a boat belonging to the others. Intercepted. Whatever. It's late. Okay. And in the chaos that followed, Walt was taken and the raft was blown up by a... Patrol Patrol bomb. bomb. I'm working on it. All right. And so one thing that I want to talk about is is your favorite character, you said? Dr. Dr. Arnst. He's just cool. You got some Arnst on you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We are definitely... I think next episode... Uh, which again, uh, Friday night, uh, coming up this week at nine thirty. Um, I think we should do Doctor Arnst and Scott and Steve. Okay, is that cool? That's better than Michael. <laughs> Alrighty, I'll let's see. I'll cover season two a little bit here, days forty four through sixty seven. Uh, let's see. Michael's initial reaction is uh, let's see here is the yell of his. Uh, wait, Michael's initial reaction is the yell for his is to yell. For his now kids kidnapped son, Michael begins to sink um, sink underwater until he is grabbed by Sawyer. That's why I don't like Sawyer. Okay, who pulls him up onto the wreckage? Clearly kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who pulls him up onto the wreckage? Uh, what was left of the raft? Then Sawyer then starts pounding on Michael's chest to revive him. I don't remember that. Did he really? Did he um, actually save Michael's life in like pounding on his chest, like resuscitating him? I didn't, I don't well, remember that. Surely they're not making it up. Yeah, I guess <laughs> not. If it's on the internet, it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Michael wakes up and walk. Let's see here and yells for Walt despite Sawyer's advice. Uh, Michael is quick to blame Sawyer for the kidnapping because Sawyer made him fire the flare. That uh, made him fire the flare that signaled the other's boat. Uh, Let's see here. Before the two have any more time to bicker, a shark makes its presence known in the water. A shark that has a Dharma Dharma logo on it. Right. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Michael is even more angry at Sawyer because his bloody shoulder is what attracted the shark in the first place. Because he got shot. (laughs) Sawyer got shot. Yeah, and then uh, Sawyer can't take this anymore and swims to another piece of wreckage away from Michael, which Stephanie probably thinks is a pretty decent idea. Uh, Sawyer says that he thought Michael didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, Michael, uh, let's see here. Michael tells Sawyer that he has no idea what it is to care for someone else. When the shark attacks, Michael helps save Sawyer in the morning. Uh, save Sawyer in the morning. They land back on the island. They soon found Jen, and who was being chased by mysterious individuals. Wow! Yeah, the only part you skipped there was Michael advises Sawyer not to take the bullet out of his shoulder with his bare hands. Oh, okay. Did I miss that? Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't you continue reading? I can't see right now. <clears throat> okay. Before Michael and company have time to collect themselves, they are knocked out and carried to a pit. They are dumped in. Uh, Where they are dumped in. Anyway, Michael and Jen give Sawyer a boost to get to the top of the pit, but someone sticks a knife in the pit, which makes Sawyer fall. Then, their captures drop in a girl who is unconscious. When the girl finally wakes up, she reveals that her name is Anna Lucia and that she was also on Oceanic Flight 815. Michael is discouraged when Anna Lucia claims that she hasn't seen Walt. In an interesting turn of events, Anna grabs Sawyer's gun, punches him, and then is pulled out by an ally of hers. Anna Lucia returns and points the gun at Sawyer, forcing Jen and Michael to climb out of the pit. When Sawyer refuses, Anna closes the cover of the pit. Later, Sawyer is given a second chance to come out, which he takes. Uh, They all realize that they were on the same plane. Michael introduces himself to Libby, uh, who he will later kill. And Uh, Anna. Uh uh, Libby says that 23 people from her group survived. Michael is is surprised when they enter the Arrow and only a few people are present. Later in that episode, Michael tells Bernard that his wife Rose is safe. And that's in Everybody Hates Hugo. Stephanie? Anna Lucia decided that they were going to journey back to the middle section survivor's camp. 
Michael chatted again with Libby before he ran away in an attempt to find Walt. Jim and Echo soon pursued him and convinced him to come back and that they'd get Walt back together. Sawyer says a few choice words about Michael, not knowing uh, that he had returned. When Sawyer's condition gets worse, Michael offers him help. But Sawyer refuses. Michael later questions Anna Lucia for being so paranoid about the others. Anna Lucia tells Michael about the others kidnapping 12 of her fellow survivors, to which Michael replies, they took my son. When Sawyer uh, collapses, Michael insists that he'll stop, he'll help Sawyer. Then he instruct, he then instructs his fellow survivors on what they need to do to make an, a stretcher. Uh, let's see here. While carrying Sawyer, they all hear the whispers. Michael <laughs> Michael then witnesses Anna Lucia accidentally mistaking Jan- Shannon for another and shooting her. Yeah, I never liked her. Anyway, go right ahead. Okay. Saeed. Saeed, who is also present at the scene, attacks Echo despite Michael's pleas. Saeed is quickly knocked out and Anna acts hysterically, pointing her gun at Michael. Michael got up to get a... Michael got up to get a tied-up Saeed water. Anna points her gun at Michael and orders him to sit down. Michael claims that he's just bringing him water. He then tells Saeed about the raft, about Anna, and about his determination to get Walt back. Anna sends Michael to the camp to get ammunition and other supplies for her. He leaves um, the tailies and runs into Sun in her garden. She brings him to Jack and informs him about Shannon's death. Michael offers to bring Jack to Anna, but Echo, who's also present, takes Jack instead. Later on, Michael is reunited with his fellow survivors. Alrighty. And uh, let's see here. Will you read the next one? While all this was going on, Ben and Juliet met in the Pearl Station to discuss their plan to use Michael to eventually lure... Jack, Kate, and Sawyer to a remote location where they would be taken captive. That day, Michael was contacted by someone claiming to be Walt on the Swan computer. That that same day, while in the hatch, Michael discovers the blast doors. He asks Locke about it, who doesn't know anything either. Locke tells Michael about the Swan orientation film and offers to let Michael watch it. Echo asks if he can watch it too. Locke does not object. He shows Michael and Echo the film and then explains the shifts to Michael. Michael investigates the computer. He soon notices that the monitor says hello. Michael types back hello. When who is this appears on the monitor, uh, Michael replies, this is Michael. Who is this? To Michael's surprise, dad appears on the screen. The next day, Michael continues to communicate with his son... And, and it's in parentheses because we're Quotation. still not sure that it was actually him. Uh, on the computer, Walt tells him that... In quotation. In quotation. Tells him that he's okay and that he's he's alone. Jack enters when Michael was about to type something. Jack tells Michael that we'll do every, he'll do anything within his power to get Walt back and that he can't imagine how tough it must be for Michael. And Michael thanks him. Uh, and Jack leaves the room after glancing at the computer screen, which of course was then blank. I don't remember Michael being there when John and Echo when yeah when John and Echo watched the orientation film. I don't either, but it's very possible that he was looking at the computer system when they were. I okay. I, I, I can almost remember that. Okay. Alrighty. So let's see here. The next morning, Michael asks John if he can borrow some guns and for target practice. Michael drops a box of bullets on the ground. When Locke bends down to get them. Michael knocks him out with the butt of his gun. He then walks over to the computer and gets instructions from Walt to where to find him. By this time, Jack found Locke lying on the ground in the closet. Was it in the closet or the armory? Anyway, Michael tells Jack that he's going... uh, I guess it was... I don't know. Michael tells Jack that he was going after his son. Jack tries to convince Michael otherwise but is unsuccessful, and Michael looks at them in the closet. He locks them in the locks closet. Them. He doesn't look at them. Well, I think he did look at them just before he locked the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Michael ran through the jungle until he came across Pickett urinating. 
urinating. Great. Uh, <laughs> At least they didn't just. You know, he was taking a whiz. All right. Okay. Michael corners him, but is soon attacked by Tom, who takes his rifle. Michael gets away. Um, gets away with Pickett firing shots at him. Tom orders Pickett to stop and throws a slingshot type strap um, that trips Michael. Um, they put a bag over his head and gag him. At night, when Tom removes the hood off Michael's head, Michael's first reaction is to spit on him. Ew. Ew. Again, character. <laughs> Tom warns him not to do that again. Danny and Tom leave to talk to Jack, Locke, and Sawyer. Alex uses the this as an opportunity to ask about Claire's baby. When Tom and Pickett return, Alex is forced to knock Michael out with a gun. He got beat up by a girl. They they then take a long hike to Decoy Village, uh, which, uh, let's see here. When Michael first arrives, Pickett takes a blood sample of him. We still don't know why they were taking blood samples of these characters, do we? Mm-mm. Michael then, uh, let's see, encountered Mrs. Clue, who asked him a number of questions about Mike's, Michael's or about Walt's upbringing. Michael was unable to answer any of the questions she asked. After being kept as a prisoner for almost a week, Michael was briefly allowed to see his son. In the emotional reunion, Walt was once again pulled away from his father after hinting that the others were, aren't who they claim to be. Michael is left in tears. When Mrs. Clue approached him, she offered Michael a deal. If he released the other who had been captured by his friends, as uh, well as bring back Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley to them, they would release Walt. A devastated Michael agreed, but added that if he did, they had. But if he had did what they asked, he wanted a boat, and she agreed. Next. I'm working on it. Okay. Michael was next seen running through the jungle and finally collapsed in front of Kate and Jack. Um, they brought him back to the swan. After Michael regained consciousness, he told them um, he wasn't captured and knew where the others lived. <clears throat> when he was alone in the hatch with Anna Lucia, he offered to kill Henry Gale for her. Um, he... He then turned and shot Anna Lucia. He turned around to see Libby staring at him in panic, shooting her as well. With Anna Lucia dead and Libby slowly dying, Michael freed the other, known as Henry Gale. Then he shot himself in the arm to convince the rest of the others that he was another innocent victim who simply got unlucky. Michael then rallied the survivors, uh, let's see, rallied the survivors, requested an order. Oh, okay. Michael then rallied the survivors requested in order to rescue Walt, insisting that he do it his way, and refused help from Saeed, who was by far the best qualified for a rescue attempt. Uh, While many of the other survivors fell for the story, Sawyer did not. Saeed. I'm sorry, Saeed did not, and confided in Jack that he believed Michael had been compromised. He's a smart guy. He is. Although Jack had his doubts, he agreed that only Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley should go on the mission. Before leaving, however, Jack secretly issued Michael a gun without any bullets. He's smart, too. Out in the jungle, uh, Michael and his team encountered a large bird that swooped down. And didn't it say Hurley? The Hurley bird? I think so. Michael attempted to shoot it by reflex and, and realized that his magazine was empty and when jack offered to reload the weapon michael realized that jack was suspicious of his motives the team was scouted by two of the others one of whom sawyer killed the surviving other ran from the group which made all but jack and michael fearful that the others would find out about their find out their plan jack then revealed that the others have already been warned Explaining that the team had, uh, explaining to the team that Michael had betrayed them, he apologized and pleaded for their understanding. But none of them could forgive him for his actions, particularly Hurley, who forced Michael to admit uh, his part in Anna Lucia and Libby's deaths. As the team moved through the jungle, they were ambushed by the others and at the capsule dump. 
which we still don't understand why in the world all those things were yeah, out there. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. All of them taken by ho- taken hostage. The group was motivate. I uh, was moved to the Pala Ferry, where Henry Gale showed his authority, and let's see, showed his authority, and as, as the apparent leader of the others. Okay. He acknowledged that Michael kept his word and returned Walt to him, along with the promised boat. Um, Henry told Michael that by traveling at a compass bearing of 325, they would find rescue. Michael also asked Henry how he knew um, they wouldn't tell people where, where they'd been, to which he replied that Michael wouldn't dare risk letting people know the links he went to in order to get his son back. Michael then desperately asked the question on all their survivors' lips, who the others really were. With the ominous reply and grin from Henry that they are the good guys, in quotes, um, Michael and Walt started up the boat and departed from the pier. While Walt looked back at his friends still held captive, Michael kept his eye on the heading, leaving the island with his son. Even after all he had had to do, in Michael's mind, the two had finally come together once more. Alrighty, that's all we have on Lostpedia, that's the last we heard or ever saw of Stephanie's favorite character, Michael. <laughs> so here's some trivia questions. Michael, uh, or trivia things that, that you might want to learn and uh, impress your friends at the water cooler. First off, Michael was the 10th character to have a flashback. <laughs> like that's ever going to come up in conversation. All right, Stephanie? Michael's episode count so far is 39. He left the island on his 39th appearance. All right. That was probably the best one. (laughs) Michael is the only designated archangel in the Bible. He is also known as the Great Prince. At the time of the apocalypse, he will rescue everyone whose name is written in the book. A possible reference, reference to Jacob's List. Nifty. Yeah, that is nifty. I don't want Michael to be the one to rescue them all. Um, He appears in a vision of the prophet Daniel while the Israelites um, are enslaved in Babylon. And he also leads a Babel in the book. And those are sub those are sub trivia's to the to the Michael the Archangel. Right. Unanswered questions. Uh, Let's see here. For fans, theories about these answers, unanswered questions. Go and check out these theories. Yeah, and these are the ones you're supposed to leave unanswered. All right. Who talked with Michael through the computer in the Swan Station? Stephanie. Somebody else. Do you think it was, my question, do you think it was Walt? If it was Walt, like this is my theory. If uh-huh. it was Walt, he wasn't on a keyboard. Okay. He was doing it with his mind. You think so? Yeah. That's uh, a little metaphysical there, babe. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. I'm reaching here. Uh, what uh, happened to Michael and Walt after they attempted to depart the island on the other's boat? I think that they're still on the island. Or not on the island. I think they're out in circles somewhere. I think, I think they've been traveling in circles. Um, but I believe that that Michael and Walt will return to the island. Yeah. Um, so if they gave them the boat and the bearing, did they give them food and water? <laughs> I don't know. Was Vincent on the boat or not on the boat? I don't know. Because they could always have some doggy chow. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be eating <laughs> the dog, babe. That's disgusting. But didn't um, Vincent's on the island because didn't he carry the arm to Hurley? Yes, you're right. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. So, uh, and Roger being Ben's dad. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Interesting. So, anyway, tonight is a late night, and I realize this was kind of a drab, boring read-through of a of a page. But yet, however, it's kind of But neat. we had to get him out of the way. We had to get him out of the way. But not even that. Uh, the only thing I can say, it is neat to go through and kind of be reminded of some of these subtle points. Like, for example, Michael being there when uh, Mr. Echo saw the orientation right. film. Uh, so not that that's a huge, you know, bit bit of information that really makes a difference, but yet it's you know these kind of things. It's really refreshing in our minds 
you know, oh, let's see, Michael, what happened with Michael? Because one of the things... Why is he creep? Oh, here, let me count the ways. Oh, let me count thy ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And the, the neat thing is um, it, it helps us remember, like uh, Beth Madonna in our, our chat room is saying, it helps us remember things like Walt being the third surviving child on the island. <laughs> it's just little things like that. Yes. Um, how Actually, talking about Michael doesn't help me remember that. No, but it does help us to remember, uh, you know, what kind of things that went on in Michael's life. It helps us to remember that phone call that he placed to his mom about, you know, you got to take this kid. I did remember that. And it does help us to remember the fact that, you know, Michael did send some cards, you know, love your non-father parental right guy. (laughs) Seriously, I'd like to know how he signed those cards. Absolutely. And so, uh, very interesting stuff. If anybody has any listener feedback, anything you want to add, uh, we have several people on the line here. I'm going to go ahead and take a call from West Michigan. Uh, you are on the line. Hi, Cliff. Hello. Who do we have on the line here? Amanda from Michigan. Hello, Amanda. Uh, what do you think about Michael? Um, I don't like him like Stephanie doesn't like him. All right. And and for the same reasons? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, however, I'm wondering if the flash forwards mean that Michael necessarily needs to be on the island. What What do you mean by that? Because next time we see him, it might be in Los Angeles or... Um, so they might have actually gotten home. Huh. Just a thought that popped into my mind. That would be why Michael would have changed his name, because he killed two people. Exactly. Ooh, Jonathan Lantham. He's yeah. He Michael sewed the dead guy in the in the. <laughs> Michael's got to be the dead guy in the coffin. Uh, let's see here. Who's your favorite character, Amanda? It's too late for me to answer that right now. All right. So probably Jack. Probably Jack. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, thank you very much for calling in on, on your phone there. I see that you uh, called in. It looks like you tried to get in three different times. Yeah, I'm just playing with talk to you tonight, basically. Very cool. Well, <laughs> we thank, do that sometimes. <laughs> thank you very much for calling in. Sure. All right, we're going to go over here to our good friend Fred from Long Island. Fred, how are you, sir? Fred went to sleep. Did we put Fred to sleep? We put Fred to sleep once again. I thought he said he wasn't going to do that anymore because he couldn't live it down. No, the fact was that he said he was going to put it on mute just in case he fell asleep. Uh, uh, Fred's sleeping again. Anyway, we nighty have... Nighty night, Fred. Nighty night, Fred. Every, oh, wait, wait, here. Everybody say, good night, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Zuniga is on the phone with us. Andrea, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I've never been better, and it gets better every single day. Good stuff. Since Wednesday. Since Wednesday. So, uh, what do you think about Michael? Is 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 he Walt's good old dad, or is he just a total creep? I mean, I think he's a creep, but I I don't know. I'm kind of in between both sides. Like I I think yeah, you know, Stephanie has a point. He's not the legal father anymore, but at the same time, the other guy didn't want Michael. I mean, the other guy didn't want Walt either. So it's kind of like he has to take charge of, you know, his child. But I don't know. I just I agree with her. He's he's definitely got a lot of lack of character, and the thing is the way he took care of his son, you know. Yeah, I agree, and I guess uh, I'm totally outnumbered here. He only took care of him because he was forced to take care of him by the island. That's true, and that's the only way. That's the only reason Walt listened too. Yeah, I don't know. So, who's your favorite character, Andrea? I, I don't know. I would have to say from the guys, definitely Jack. I don't know. I like the hero doctor. Um, but from the girls, I like Kate. I think it's really cool that she's got kind of a crazy past and, you know, see what she does. Yeah. So I like Kate. Oh, goodness. Kate, Kate I, I you know what? I really like Kate's, Kate's character. I just don't ever want to see another flashback. Yeah, you don't like her flashback. I hate her flashback. And, and I really like John as a, or John, Jack, <laughs> as a character. But I never want to see another Jack flashback. 
if they're going to do flashes, do forward. Do forwards. Andrea, thank you very much for dialing in this evening. Time. Have a good night. All righty. And then uh, the last telephone caller, we have other folks in the chat, but uh, last telephone caller is uh, John Schaefer. John, how are you, sir? Oh, fine. And you? Wonderful. What, tell us your opinions of Michael. Uh, I really don't care Michael as a, as a character because I, I think he's done some really creepy in his, in his past and what he's done on the island. But I, I, I kind of, on the standpoint, I kind of see that he, he's making the best of a bad situation with Walt. I think if he, could, if he thought he could have won the lawsuit with that, that he would have, or he would have, Fought more, for, fought more for Walt, but being that he with his uh, ex-wife, he figured he couldn't. So I don't know. I don't see. I just don't know on how I how exactly I feel on Michael at this point. I gotcha. All right, and who's your favorite character? Mm, it would either have to be uh, Jack or Kate. Jack or Kate? Just it's that it's that popular trio. But however, you notice nobody said anything about that long-haired hippie guy. <laughs> who should have died on the stretcher on the way back from the other <laughs> the Now that's somebody section. that you give a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, thank you very much for dialing in and being a part of our show tonight. All right. And then uh just want to say special thanks to uh a bunch of other folks uh that have been in here. We've got Pat uh let's see here, Patrick. Um we have we've had uh Re- Amanda Rectraff. We've had LaSalle in here. We had uh, we, we've got Beth, Roomley, and uh, Michaela. Michaela from Australia, uh, dialing in tomorrow afternoon. That just it's oh, just so fun, isn't weird. it? Anyway, that is all we have for this episode of the Weekly Wellness Podcast. Uh, we certainly appreciate the fact that you guys are still subscribed to our show. Um, we'll be a little bit more awake at nine thirty Friday night. Which will be good. A little bit more. And so uh, we'll be a little bit more alive. And I'm sure we'll have more interaction instead of just all plain out reading stuff. Because yeah. we'll talk about some of Wow, that else. was quick. That was really fast. <laughs> did I pick the wrong one? I How think about you this did. one? Yeah. I'm like, wow, we should have a little bit more time to right. say, stay lost. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we're going to do Dr. Arnst and Scott, Scott and Steve. Steve Friday night. Be there. Or be square. Anyway, until next time, (gasps) stay stay lost. lost. internet talk show check it out at talkshoe.com